here we are. It is Tuesday night, not Thursday night, but Tuesday night. Tuesday night here, and we are live from the LG Sales Direct Studio Solutions. And we thank you guys for tuning in tonight. We do appreciate it. As we're getting excited, it's getting closer and closer to the NFL season start. Mini camp is underway, or at least training camp. I shouldn't say mini camp, but training camp is underway. Even though the Eagles did lose last Thursday, to us, it was actually a win because Things we're looking up for young coach Nick Sirianni. We will get into that and more. Quez Watkins, 79-yard touchdown run. Lots of stuff to talk about here when it comes to the Eagles and around the NFL as well. But tonight, as you can see behind me, we lit up the studio in green for Philadelphia Eagles Green Night. Eagles look great in the early outs here during training camp. It's going to be fantastic. We can't wait for the season to start. We can't wait, of course, for the show to start with my two guys that are here on the other side. But before the show gets underway, I figured just a little bit, just a little taste of the Pats being in town to get the show going as we get ready to ramp up the Eagles season. That being said, this is episode 73. I'm Angel, and this is Broad Street South. Of course, anytime I introduce our next co-host here, two ways we can handle it. Well, we can either do the Godfather version, or since the Eagle season is about to get underway, well... We'll just go back to the normal stuff. Here is Vito Corleone. Uh-huh. It's like the drum roll, please. Vito, how are you this evening? How you doing? Oh, happy hopty hop eve on a Tuesday night. Week two of the preseason. Bill's a game and a half out. Joel Embiid signing a four-year deal. Angel, how the hell are you? Let's talk some birds. Let's get yep. it on. I am fired up as the season gets ready underway here. Just a couple more weeks. We know that the roster right now is going to be cut down a little this weekend, but then the big jump is between week two to week three, where they have to get it down to their 53-man roster. So that within itself is going to be a lot of interesting takes because, of course, they move just a extra week of preseason that the guys will get to see only because they move that now into week 17. And speaking of, someone will have to remind me later on here about the comments that one Mark O'Connor made and a probably a little special clip that I'm going to show for Mark since he believes the Eagles are only going to go 3-14 and 14 this season. But we'll get into that just a little bit later on. And the other guy that we can't do the show without, which I still have to fix his intro, but it's okay. It's our national correspondent, Ryan F. Ryan, how are you? Gentlemen, my name is Ryan F. It's great to be with you this evening. Obviously, Fuzzy wants to talk Eagles. You want to talk Eagles. The whole 3-14 and 14 business. 3-14, and 14, eh, eh. I'm not saying 3-14. and 14. I think they'll win more games than that. But we can talk uh, some Eagles preseason football, too, because I know that's what's on everybody's mind, and I'm the antagonist when it comes to the Fuji master there. So, Vito... <laughs> Get ready, my friend. Get ready. Always ready. Always ready to talk it up, my man. Start right. the shit. Start the pot, my man. Let's do it. It's okay. Listen, well, let's, just let's throw fire away. Fire away, my man. Bring it out. Wake up the inner thing of Brian Dawkins in me, please. There you go. 
Take that to the bank. Get that get that <laughs> scumbag out of here. Let the games begin. I can't wait. It already starts. Tom I can't Hardy wait. I can't wait with all these nationwide fans to see how Philly brings it every doggone play this year. Bring. Let's get fired because believe me, it's time. This it, is it my seems, year, baby. It, it seems kind of odd, but it seems like this year, for whatever odd reason, it took a little longer for the season to come around. I don't know why. It just it felt that way to me. Maybe because we were able to get through. And by the way, to everyone who's tuning in tonight, thank you guys. Thank you all for tuning in in our first off season because you guys made it happen. Our guests made it happen. And we are thankful, grateful, humble, and blessed for everyone who tunes in every single week. Of course, we'll be talking Eagles basically from here on out until come February because let's hope that the Eagles make it to the Super Bowl. But we'll do it with one game at a time starting with the preseason. But that's okay. And just because, let me remind everyone, because I am down here in Tampa, as my co-host likes to think, behind me, as you see the Eagle green lit up, all right, that's still in me. There's no Buccaneers here, okay? Mm. Let's just remind everybody. Still an Eagles fan. Yeah. I will always be a diehard Eagles fan. So I, I don't want to hear crap. <laughs> no Buccaneer, no Buccaneers Brady jersey in the uh, no, closet. No, there. listen, no. And way okay. in the back. My, no, that's my sister. That's my sister. That, that's what she likes. That, that's her deal. Bill, what's going on? He says you already fired up Fuji, and he follows up with, uh, "What up, you guys? How are you doing?" On the verge of the second game, bring on the Pats, Bill. Um, I listen. Don't don't listen to the Casey enough, fan. It's just enough from it the peanut gallery. Exactly. Rick, how are you doing? <laughs> Tampa bleeds green. Definitely, Rick, and and we hope to be down there at Tampa Joe's. We're still ironing out the last details there at Tampa Joe's, but we hope to be back down there for another season of Eagles football. And I'll find out more with my client as soon as I find out more. I'll update you guys through our Facebook page uh, and let you guys know exactly what's going on down there at Tampa Joe's. They are remodeling. They're still in the process of doing so. So it'll be nice to see the remodel after it's all said and done. I'll be talking to the owner, Mike Goodwin, down there. I'll have an interview with him. And he's excited just for the football season altogether to begin as long as we don't see things shutting down. But the great thing down here in Florida is we don't shut anything down. Nothing gets shut down here. Right? So, Eagles, either fans, whomever it is, come out to Tampa Joe's because it's going to be a lot of fun. But, again, I will remind everyone when the time comes around exactly what we end up doing here at Tampa Joe's. So, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, and, and, listen, the national correspondent, apparently, he's in a boxing mood tonight. You can <laughs> box yourself out of the wet paper bag from Dallas to Kansas City, will you? But hey, yep. I told you I'm going to get you those damn crutches so you don't break your leg jumping off every day. Uh... All right. The great thing is, once again, the preseason game we did see the Eagles, and I and I do have the uh, the obvious score from last week for the Pittsburgh game. Let me go up here just a bit. Hey, so go ahead, show week, it. Yeah, well, last week, listen, twenty four to sixteen, it was a loss. But I tell you what, the Jalen Hurts looked good. I'm not gonna say as as Ryan said off air before we came on air. You know, I won't say he looked the best, but he did look good. Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts is putting the reps. You can see it during training camp. That he's getting a little bit better, you know, as a lot of people like to say, he's an average quarterback. I don't believe that Jalen is an average quarterback because if he was, I don't believe that the Eagles would have taken the risk that they did with what they did during the offseason. So to me, is he an upgrade from Joe Flacco? Yes, but again, you're also looking at Joe Flacco on his downside because he's getting ready close to the retirement. It's good to have him on the team. He's shown some spark as well, which he did during the first preseason game. So there's a lot still to be handled between both of those two. And then obviously the third string quarterback, we'll see how he ends up playing out in this role. But as long as we can keep everyone healthy and Jalen Hurts looking as good as he did. And again, during practice here, even with the Pats being in town and boy, Matt Patricia has got to be like one of the luckiest guys on earth because first he's with New England, got a bunch of rings over there, went to Detroit, didn't want to go to Detroit, ended up being the head coach of Detroit. Oh, and by the way, he's back with the Pats. So it doesn't matter because the Pats' reign is over, no matter which way you look at it. And during training camp today, they look just horrific. And that's why I played that little hype video in the very beginning because you, everybody knows who tunes, in, who tunes in to our show every single week. If there's a video that's out there that gets everybody hyped up, I'll make sure to play it as we get everything going on. So, Fuji, Jalen Hurts, looking pretty good so far. <laughs> End camp, it's early. Don't mind the guy who's chuckling down there below you here in the oh. third Brady Bunch square. I don't, but, I don't pay any mind of the peanut gallery, please. <laughs> but Jalen Hurts, hey, listen, he, he's putting in the hard work. 
and he's looking pretty damn good, well, at he, least in, in my eyes. Yeah, he looked good, you know, at least in two, you know, series last week. The offensive line gave him time to get rid of the ball. I mean, you know, I think next Sirianni has to have a balanced attack this year with the running game, plus with the receivers and the tight ends. I mean, you're going to have to give him protection. I mean, Carson Wentz was sacked at least 50 times last year. Lane Johnson and uh, Brandon Brooks coming off, you know, big injuries. And, like, right now, as far as uh, Jordan Mulata looks like he's running away with the left tackle position. That's not even yeah. a contest. Andre Dillard will probably just keep in the heck around just because he was a first-round pick by Howie Roseman. But uh, I'll leave it at Ooh. that. And <laughs> what now? Who? <laughs> I mean, third round pick by who? <laughs> exactly. Quez Watkins, I mean, having a hell of a camp, but let's see what these guys can do the next couple weeks. Who's going to make the team and who's going to be on the practice squad? And a lot of guys are just fighting for jobs. I mean, you got three, you go from three preseason, from four preseason to three preseason. You know, the coach, these coaches have a lot of work to do. That's more caught out instead of having a four preseason game now. Yep. I mean, tomorrow should be the dress rehearsal for this game since you only got one more game next Thursday against the Jets. So Nick Sirianni and his coach and staff got a lot to work on. Look, the bottom line for me is he's going to have to run the football to take some of the pressure off of Hurts. I'm going to just say it now. I don't – you can't gather anything from the preseason – just off of what are they going to play? Three games. You know, I've always said whether it's Hurts, whether it's going to be Zach Wilson for the Jets. Who, I mean, whoever is going to start um, rookie-wise the rest of the way, Trevor Lawrence. You know, come and talk to me after maybe the sixth or seventh game of the year, and if they're really struggling, then you can sort of make a grade on them. But you can't right now. But Sirianni, just to take a little bit of, pre- they're going to have to run the football. I brought up a stat months ago that the first half of the season last year, I think it was uh, it was it wasn't Boston Scott. It was um, uh, was yeah, he was averaging over five yards a carry, and unfortunately, they just didn't they didn't run the football enough last year, and they will have to do that this year if you want Hurts to last the full season. You know, your offensive line obviously has to get better. They have to run block a lot better. And they're going to have to upgrade in the pass protection as well. So if after the sixth or seventh game, Hertz is still struggling, then people can t- come and talk to me about it. But as of right now, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not going to put a grade on Hertz. I saw him play a little bit. He looked, you know, okay. He obviously can bounce outside the pocket. He obviously has the legs to do it. People are talking about his arm strength. Now, I'm not worried about any of that yet. Come, come to me third week of October, and then we'll talk. And, and I'll, I'll come back to that as far as what you're talking about because it's true. Miles Sanders uh, needs to run the ball a lot more. We understand and we know it. As I'm looking at the comments that are coming in, uh, let me get a couple of these up here. Actually, let me go back to Rick here. Rick says the NFL Network showing the Cardinals beating the Cow Dung, which uh, that's <laughs> someone else's team that we don't really care about. Bill says this team has no backups to fall back on to put on the brakes. Um, but Bill, listen, there, there is no backups to on this team, but I, I believe with what Nick is setting up at training camp and the way he's handling training camp and the players seem to be reacting really well to Nick as he's condensed Rock. the training camp hours, you have, instead of three hours, he's knocked down between an hour and a half to two hours, which are keeping the players healthy. It's not become redundant and it allows you to pretty much to get everything going again. So, uh, I would, I would. The backups I'm not worried about right now, at least at this moment, but we'll see as, as training camp continues. Uh, the one comment I will say, yes, with Gertz, get Gertz, Jesus, get Ertz out of here. If I can get both words separated, that's what happens when you have brand new lips on a brand new night, whatever. But <laughs> with Ertz, yes, Ertz did not look good. I don't know if it's because of the blonde hair he decided to throw on and that mohawk or whatever the deal is. And which reminds you of Tyree Jackson, who – of course, was brought here during the offseason, is being transformed now from a quarterback to a tight end. And who knows? Maybe Tyree ends up stepping up and taking Zach Ertz's place. But Zach did not look good at all. First preseason game, drop pass. I mean, just 
not a Zach Ertz of old. And I don't know if it's affected him because of what's going on with the Eagles as far as like, you know, him thinking he wasn't going to come back. Then it was rumors that he wasn't. Then it was, of course, him being back. Now he's back. But it seems like to me, he's not making the best of it. So, Fuji, before I move on to the rest of the comments here, because I see another one here by Thomas uh, Fogarty, a great friend, and, and Bill, Rick, Tom, thank you guys for making the comments tonight. David Sherman, I see you, and everyone else who tunes in tonight, by all means, through YouTube, through Twitter, through Facebook here, uh, and obviously even through BroadStreetSouth.com. Make your comments, put them up there as we read them off tonight here. But Fuji, Zach Ertz, what does he mean to this team this year? Because, again, it doesn't seem like it is Zach Ertz of old. Well, you got to remember, too, he's coming off an injury last year. I mean, he missed basically half the season, and I don't know if the blonde hair is a statement, but I think the Eagles got to keep him for Jalen Hurts. I mean, he got a bunch of rookie receivers. You know, he, to me, the Eagles need to go out and sign a veteran or pick one up by final cuts or whatever because just to groom some of these guys along that are still young, Devontae Smith and company, but – I think you still need Zach Ertz. I think Jalen Hurts would benefit from him in the passing game. I just think Jalen Hurts needs everything around him to succeed. Like as just to piggyback off what Ryan said to get the running game going, the passing game, like the balance attack, protection up front where it starts in the trenches. That's the only way Jalen Hurts is going to have some protection in the succeed in this league if he's going to be a starting quarterback, especially with the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. Brian, what are your thoughts? He obviously did not expect to be back there. I mean, let's just let's just be quite honest. He you you saw how he was at the end of the season last year because he thought he was on his way out. Where he fits in the offense, I don't have any idea. If they're serious about running the football, hey, it's it's good to have Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, two tight end sets try and run the football effectively that's the only reason why i can think that they brought him back or they kept him and you know to fuji's point all off season fuji they could have gone after a veteran wide receiver somewhere you know they i'm sure it wouldn't have cost them much but you know it's like you said they didn't have a whole lot of money to spend but they didn't they didn't do it and when you look at the when you look at the receivers now the only other thing that I can think of why they brought Ertz back is for the leadership role to try and groom these other guys, you know, to, to try and make them learn the ins and outs of the offense, you know, and just to try and be that veteran presence right. um, on the team receiving core wise. That's the, but I mean, I remember how he was at the end of the year last year. And you remember the press conference, how emotional he got. Man, he did not, he, he did not expect to come back for the Eagles this year. Well, here, whether he's traded before the season, by the trade deadline in October, I mean, he's the one making $8.5 million. So he better showcase his talent either stepping up this year till the trade deadline or he's going to be a free agent after this year, which I believe the Eagles will resign him. I mean, he's Zach. Zach Ertz, yes. Okay. I, I just think he retires an Eagle. Whether it's Angel too, or not. And Angel, you know, <laughs> where does he fit in the offense? That's the thing. I think he feels lost. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think he knows where he's going to fit into the offense, or where he actually fits in the the well, sphere of, yeah. of, of of the team. He just, well, I just, I just don't think he knows. Well, the thing of it is with Dallas Goddard. I mean. I'm not fully sold on Dallas Goddard. He's playing. Well, he gets hurt too. I mean, to me, I think he's a little soft. I think that's another reason why they're keeping Zach Hurts around, just in case. Yeah, but well, you know what? At you know, I, I guess I play a little bit of devil's advocate advocate here on Thursday. Actually, Dallas Goddard didn't look too bad whatsoever on Thursday. I mean, he looked a lot better than obviously than Zach Hurts. So for Dallas Goddard, he's trying. Yeah, he's not. I mean, he's not kind of like your your fullback slash tight end, like you can't get a pass block from Dallas Goddard as much as you could from Zach Ertz. But at the same time too, as we've seen with Zach Ertz, granted he's been there when needed for a pass block, but it's also, you know, added time to as far as injuries and healing and all the fun stuff. So with Dallas Goddard, to me, he's getting there. I mean, compared to his first season with, with the Eagles to where he is right now, 
He's more focused and driven, I think, this season than even what he was last season, given everything that happened last season. But to me, Dallas Goddard, I think is he's become more of an upgrade than Zach Ertz. Unless Zach Ertz can prove himself here in week two, coming up on Thursday, on the preseason game here, week number two, I mean, at this point, it would be either A, Dallas Goddard's job to lose as a starting tight end, or again, Terry Jackson, he may just end up moving up oh. and then sliding to Zach Ertz at third. So, you know, I, I don't think Dallas Goddard doesn't get a whole lot of recognition, but I think he's finally creeping up there to become a good tight end. He's not there yet. It might still take, you know, a couple more seasons, maybe, depending if obviously the Eagles going to keep him around that much longer after his rookie contract. But to me, Dallas Goddard is stepping up. So I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe oh. I'm seeing things more than what you guys aren't seeing, or maybe I'm reading too much into it. Well, don't forget the Eagles did re-sign Richard Rodgers as a third tight end before Tyree Jackson. And right. Richard Rodgers has been pretty serviceable over the last couple of years. And as Bill says, keep dreaming Ertz once out. But, well, let's see how it plays out in the, the, these last two games going into week one. You know, how he could grant him his wish and ship him off. I mean, Ooh. I don't know if anybody – I don't know if oh, anybody man. saw the uh, press clipping yesterday of Zach Ertz and that uh, Bill Belichick uh, schmoozing <laughs> after the practice, but who knows? It could happen. Listen, we, we know how Bill Belichick works. We know how that organization works. And if Zach Ertz gets cut, would I would it, would it be a shocking surprise he ends up in New England? No, because they're rebuilding up there from the ground on up. Well, then again, they did sign two tight ends in the offseason, which I don't really see them going out and spending money, a lot of money on a third tight end. I don't – Zach Ertz will not get caught by the Eagles. He, he, he does not – he doesn't want to be there. He just does not want to be there. And I, I think he thought even before the draft or even before OTAs or anything, I think he just feels like he was going to be gone. And I think he feels like he can still be a number one tight end somewhere. And I'm sure there's a team – somewhere they can use the number one tight end. So whether they trade him before the season or whether they're just going to wait till the trade deadline, I have no idea. Well, the Chargers before the draft offered the Eagles a fifth round pick and how he shot that down really quick. Your boy, your boy. (laughs) Bill says, I I can see him in a Pats uniform, no surprise, or a Colt uniform. The Colts, you know, good point, Bill, because it it could be a possibility. He could end up there in, in Indy and, and for some odd reason, Carson Wentz magically ended up healing after he was supposed to be out for five to 12 weeks. Now, all of a sudden, they're rushing him back. We've seen it before, Indy. It's happened here in Philly. Didn't pan out too well. So I don't know what in the world they're thinking at this point in Indianapolis, but I guess Carson Wentz has convinced them enough because Carson Wentz knows at this point that it's his job to lose up there in Indy. But to me, I would rather shut him down for five to 12 weeks. All right, so big deal. You don't get him the first year round. If Indy can end up hanging in there, you're talking about a late playoff run or at least a, a run to win a division, and you got yourself a healthy quarterback. So I don't know. Hey, you know, stranger things could happen. I just don't know what Indy was thinking by bringing Carson Wentz back on. But, uh, Fuji, I don't know your thoughts there. Well, I was going to say, I don't know if everybody saw the picture yesterday or over the weekend that Doug Peterson showed up at Colts training camp. Yeah. That was uh, oh, last week when he was stop. on there. Stop. What, stop! Frank, just, Frank be, just because he's just because he's cheap. Stop! Hey, where did Zach Ertz go to college? Stanford. Stanford. Yeah, Stanford. Now, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Uh, Imagine pairing Zach Ertz up with George Kittle in San Francisco. Don't be too. Yeah, I'm telling you, a lot of guys when, when you're away from home. Right. When you're away from home for a long period of time, no matter what team you're playing for, you always want to go back home at some point. So I'm I'm not saying it's going to happen. It's just speculation. Don't be too surprised. He's from California, not San Francisco. As you're on your phone checking it out. No, I'm not. I'm sharing. That's what I'm doing. I'm sharing the show. That's all right. So Tom says, what do you guys think about Michael Thomas from New Orleans coming here? No, every Steve, free agent. <laughs> Jason Lock and Four is always reporting. Eagles want this guy. They want that guy. 
It's a rumor. Don't believe the hype. They want everybody under the sun. The Eagles are always the first team out there. No, we, we don't want Michael Thomas. I would take Michael Thomas, but that ankle injury after him being hurt last year, right? no thanks. Well, not only that, but unfortunately when he seems to be unhappy or something doesn't go his way, he's constantly pitching a fit. So would you want that in your locker room? No. Michael Thomas is not – he's not but coming to the Eagles. One of the top three receivers in the game, but I'll believe you know, it when I see it. It's a lock and four rumor. I'm going to squash you now. Because lock and four always puts out this gibberish, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah no Michael buy, Thomas, no I believe. I believe Michael Thomas went to Oklahoma. And you know, the Chiefs have a propensity for mm. <laughs> signing wide receivers who are have a history of being hurt also known as Sammy Watkins, that didn't pan out. Somebody will make a play for and, and he look, he might not even come back this year after just having the surgery in June. They're already saying he's probably not going to come back till the end of October, beginning of November. So right now with the injury and what he went through last year, I don't know how many teams are actually going to come into play to try and sign him. So, I mean, he he's downplaying what happened with the Saints. The Saints are sort of downplaying a little bit, but I'm sorry. You saw how aggravated Sean Payton was oh. at that one press conference when he found out that Michael Thomas didn't have a surgery till June. So, again, just have to wait and see how it plays out. Well, they already said that Sean Payton and Michael Thomas pretty much were mending fences, and he was doing it at the Saints complex. So, uh, No, he won't. We'll see. Anyways, we'll we'll see. As as we're talking about here, the Eagles obviously the Pats are still in town here as they have joint practice. And Bill says that Mac Jones will beat out Newton at some point, maybe by game two. Now, I will no. Okay. Now here here again. So if you actually paid attention to any of the game there, which I don't think any of us for the most part did, but when Mac Jones was introduced at Foxborough. You would have thought he was an ex-Tom Brady because the fan cheers that came out was utterly ridiculous. And this guy didn't even throw a pass yet, but was welcomed like he is the next one to do the, the greatest. You know, he'd be like TV 12 and a half, I guess, of what people in New England up there are believing. Cam Newton, the, you saw on the intro video here, deflected passes that he was throwing a uh, little off key as far as during training camp. And do, do any of us mind? No. That's great. Intercepted. I, I believe he did get a, a pass that was intercepted as well. Cam Newton, I don't believe, is the Cam Newton of old that was just in it to win it. It's almost like Cam was just, you know, he loved going to Walmart. Like he's posted many, many pictures before and his, you know, and his dungarees or whatever you want to call them, his overalls. He goes out there, he does his shopping, whatever else, then he puts on his scarves and everything else. And he I think Cam is more worried about now at this point how successful will his show be when he gets ready to launch it, that he has about his NFL career. He's made a lot of great investments. It's not like Cam is hurting for money whatsoever. Tons of great investments. That man, is he's set for the rest of his life, and I wish him nothing but the best. But Cam Newton just is not the Cam Newton of old that we've seen when he had that heart, desire, passion down there in the Carolinas. So who knows? Mac Jones, Bill could be on, you know, he could be on to something. It could be a possibility that Mac Jones could end up coming in and end up saving the day, I guess, for New England. But, you know, that's not... For, for me, that's not to, to judge or jury or anything else. I just think that's the way it's going to go. And Bill says that Newton was pissed off, was pissed after the game with the reporter who asked him, uh, was he worried? I did see that one, Bill. You are right. It, it was almost like the, the shade thrown on top of the shade. Oh, Brady was pick 199 back in 2000. So. Cam, Cam Newton is not worried. If <laughs> Hey, look, if, if Mac beats him out, I'll, I'll sit here and admit that I was wrong. If Bill Belichick names him the starter week one, I, I will. I'll come on the show and I'll say, look, man, I was wrong on this one. Cam Cam Newton will be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. He's going to have to have some sort of major fiasco happen within the first month for Mac to get in there. I, I don't see it. Now, if the Patriots start off the season, I don't know, two and three, one and four, and Cam's really struggling – then, yeah, I think Bill goes to him. But Cam's not worried. And Bill's not going to name a starter. This is the kind of 
this is the kind of games that Bill plays to try and keep it the open competition. He Cam Cam will start to see, he'll, he'll at least be the starter for the first month to see how it goes. Yeah, but Cam's too injury prone. I mean, his better days are behind him. I mean, he's, he's phenomenal talent. You know, got Carolina in the Super Bowl, but you know, the better days of Cam Newton are in the rearview mirror. And guys, let's be real. Some of these rookie quarterbacks that have been in the games, they're not going up against the full number one string defense. They might, in their practices, go up against their their number one defense. But it, it again, you just have to wait and see and, and and see how everything plays out. Because, like I said, you know, come to me after the sixth or seventh week of the season with a rookie quarterback in there, and then make your decision. No. Yeah, we'll see. David says, I agree with the with that run philosophy that we were talking about earlier here. Run them out of their minds and combine it with some surprise bombs. And David is, is listen, it, it sounds like a great plan in theory. I think it ended up happening. So David is on the right path as far as like that's what the Eagles need to do, as we talked about just a couple minutes ago here on the show. Uh, David, again, thanks for tuning in tonight, along with the rest of the guys. Rick, I uh, hope you're safe out there with Southwest. And uh, thanks for, for tuning in. I know you had to get back to work as you made the comment here as well. But listen, we know that we need a lot of production this year between Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. Barring any injuries, we need good production, uh, whether it's a run-pass offense, however the Eagles going to set it up, however Nick Sirianni's going to you know, play it up. I don't get to hear much as far as what's going on for obvious reasons because I have a full-time plus everything else I try to keep up with. But – uh, with some of our good insiders that we have, I'm pretty sure I'll find out a little bit more how both of them are looking and feeling uh, at camp versus what we have here uh, that we all can get from the PhiladelphiaEagles.com website as Dave Spadaro likes to put everything together for all the fans out there. But, hey, you know, the we know that, that last year it was something that Doug didn't do much of um, barring everything that was, that was happening within the team, within the organization, especially the fallout at a later part of the year. But I would like to see Miles Sanders definitely pick up a lot more production and Boston Scott. I, I mean, you can't – it can't hurt any whatsoever. And no pun intended to Jalen Hurts, as uh, our national correspondent here was saying earlier, to keep him healthy, yeah, you're going to have to end up doing that. You're going to have to run the ball a lot more. Well, let's let's not forget uh, Jordan Howard, who, you know, the Eagles re-signed and the Eagles did pick up on Johnson, but they caught him today due to an injury. But – so, guy, the Eagles did draft. I forget where they drafted him from. Kenny Gainwell, which I believe he was out of Memphis. And, I mean, they're saying Jason Huntley's having a pretty good camp, too. So, you know, there's there's a lot of running backs here that are battling for jobs. And, you know, the Eagles will probably at least carry four of them. Well, and the other thing is, Fuge, you have to be able to protect Hurts. Yes, he's a mobile quarterback. But you don't want him trying to pick up like on third and short or something, like have him roll out and have the option to try and dump the ball off to a tight end or a running back or him running the football. You have to – if third and two, you know, third and short or whatever, you have to be able to pound the rock to pick up those types of first downs on those types of plays. And then the other thing is – if you really want Jalen Hurts to be successful within the system that I think Sirianni wants to run, you have to pound the rock to take the pressure off him to make him feel even more comfortable. Because if no. he feels like you saw what happened last year with Wentz, Wentz felt like he had to do everything last year. He had right. to pick up a first down on his own. He had to do this. He had, you know why? Because Dougie boy didn't run the football. And I was out many a times watching an Eagle game with a lot of my Eagle friends. And they said that, why don't they run the football more? Wow. Go back and take a look. Go back and take a look at the stats for like the first 10, 11 games of the wow. year last year. Let me they average they they have they average top five rushing per attempt. How did the Eagles win the Super Bowl? Well, they really flew the last Minnesota time, and then they landed there. They played the game and ended up winning. So go ahead. And they ran the ball. Yeah. Blunt, Jay Jai, and Corey Clement. Right. They ran, they pounded the ball, and it was a balanced offense. No, and it hey, look, I, 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 I always go back to when Tampa Bay played the now former Oakland Raiders back in Super Bowl, whatever it was. I don't, I don't remember the number. They ran the ball 35 times for like 93 yards, which is like less than 
three yards per carry. But they pounded the rock, and with that defense, just pound the rock. It it's 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 not that hard. It's not rocket science. Sorry, guys. Okay, a little fumble there by. Who Who did the Raiders play? For what? In that Super Bowl. Which one? Tampa Bay. 2000. Tampa beat the Raiders in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You said the Raiders beat Tampa in the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm sorry. Ta- yeah, ta- yeah, Tampa Bay beat them. So it was Tampa Bay that pounded the rock. Yeah, go back and take a look. It was like 35 rushes for like 92 yards or something like that. Right. As Bill says, running the ball down the team's throat is how you win, which is uh, actually which is true. And Bill backs up with Tampa Bay here. Uh, is winning. And by the way, the defending Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I uh, just turned out there. The <clears throat> one thing also with, listen, don't get frustrated. There's nothing we can do. We were just there a couple years ago, Fuji. We were just there a couple years ago. Can we get back there? Uh, yes. We, do I believe uh, the Nick Sirianni uh, will get we, us back there? Uh, it will, uh, it uh, will we, happen. Nick Sirianni will I, get I us back there. I think you've been brainwashed by Tampa Bay. Uh, I we, just said Nick uh, Sirianni. Uh, we, uh, we, what is wrong uh, with I said Nick Sirianni, uh, I believe, we, will end up doing it. And Nick uh, will we, do it. Uh, there, there's not a lot of people that are actually believing in Nick. I don't know why, because I think the man got his head together. And obviously, oh. he's putting a good game plan together. So, listen, I can, I can mention Tampa Bay all day long. Guess what? I hate to break the news to everybody. It could be a damn good possibility that these freaking Buccaneers down here in Tampa might do it again. So it's up to everybody else, as we said in Philly, what, in 2017? To be the best, you have to beat the best. And who would we beat at that time? Tom Brady and the Patriots. So guess what? In order for that to happen, you got to get fired up with this team. I hate the one thing that I can't stand, because I'm going to go on a rant here, that I can't stand when fans don't put their faith behind a particular coach. I don't give a crap who else is out there as far as head coach. I believe in Nick Sirianni. And I also believe this team will actually get all their stuff together here to show people that they'll win more than what Mark O'Connor said, three wins. I believe the Eagles can even go 9-8. and eight. Believe it or not, in our division, the way it's going, it could be a damn good possibility that in 98, they can end up winning the damn division. So oh, sure. I don't care as far as whatever happens anywhere else. My faith is in our Eagles, and I believe they can get the job done. I believe they can do it with Jalen Hurts. I can believe they can do it with Miles Sanders. I can believe they can do it with Brandon Graham. So this team is is destined to do better things. I don't know what Doug was eating, drinking, whatever the hell was going on last season. That's last season. Carson Wentz is gone. I don't give a crap whatever happened to that team from last year. All I care about is to get rid of anything related to 2017, anything when it comes to the Super Bowl, and get this team to where it needs to be, and that is just plain old winning, period. I believe in Sirianni, too. I mean, there is the haters Probably want to run the guy out of town already, you know, talking about this guy's going to be a choke artist and all this. I mean, I I think it was a good hire. Nobody knew the hell Andy Reid was. Exactly. Not to compare Andy Reid to Nick Sirianni, but Andy Reid took the playbook out of the trash that Mike Holmgren dumped in there. Nobody knew that. It was a quarterback. What, 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 what coaching tree did Nick Sirianni come from? Andy Reid. Actually, he came from Kansas City under. What the hell was his name? You can, you can get get, and again, just like Hertz, you know, you're gonna have to give Sirianni at least a full season to see what he's about. Of course, I Let's agree. I'm Matt. not sitting here bashing the guy. Look what Matt Nagy did in Chicago. Granted, it didn't work out to him, you know, where I'm well for him in the first season. But Matt Nagy brought those Bears back basically from the basement, and he's still trying to do it now. They're Justin Fields. First of all, should be the starter in Chicago. Matt Nagy, if you're listening tonight, Justin Fields, not the redheaded stepchild, Andy Dalton, okay? Justin Fields should be your starting quarterback, but I know you're probably going to throw the redheaded stepchild in there and whatever. That's Chicago. And and, uh, the Bears are, just like Philadelphia here, are fighting for for great things. But to me, Justin Fields, he looked a whole lot better in that preseason game as we were watching it. It But listen, whatever. That's for another show for another day, and we'll bring Mark Grody back on well, so he can he can also defend that as well. It's one preseason game, and let's not put him in Canton yet. Cool. Uh, Bill says Eagles would not be winning the division. Fake news. <laughs> uh, Go in there by Bill. Oh, look who tuned in. Look who it is. 
the man himself, typical Yankees trying to talk football, stick to hockey. Listen, Mark. Mark, since you're tuning in tonight, uh, here's Bring it. The, I was going to save something for a little bit later on, but I think it's well-deserving. Since Mark said the Eagles are – and by the way, Mark and I have a friendly little bet at, at work. But this is just for Mark because he needs to be introduced the right way. There you go, Mark. Just for you. Just for you. But, you know, all jokes aside, Mark is a great guy, and we have a lot of fun back and forth when it comes to work. But he did say that the Eagles will go 3-14 and 14 this season. I don't believe the Eagles will. I, I did say, if Mark still tuned in, I did say that the Eagles may start out on a major slide in the beginning of the season, 0-5, 0-6. Now, again, things can change. But they end up on a major slide to start the season, but that's when the uphill battle ends up taking off and they finish up 98. Now, a lot of things could happen with a lot of different teams. The Cowboys still suck in all of our eyes. I don't care who says what. I don't believe their head coach is going to make you know that team any better than they were last year, which I think they're still an average 500 team at best, along with Jerry Jones. Just like Ryan says, until he gets out of there, you know, we're not going to see anything from the Cowboys. Matter of fact, I believe they still have their VCRs at ready because that's the last time those clowns have won a Super Bowl. And yes, they have more. So if there's a Dallas fan, they're going to chime in. But we have more rings than you guys. I don't care. The <coughs> thing is, is that it's time for everyone here in Philly to start believing. We know the fans get fired up. I want to see that energy. They bring a link to financial fields. As the players have been saying, they were surprised there was 26,000 at open practice, which, you know, great thing for Philly. They're, they're allowing the fans to come back in. But we saw that Vegas today decided that you have to be fully vaccinated. So to those Eagles fans who are planning to make that trip, whether through fans of Philly or Green Legion, hope you guys have, you know, I, I'm not saying that you need to, but if it was me, I would just be kind of filling out one of those little fake vaccination cards and just throwing it up there and get inside a stadium. But you know, that, that's just me. But to me, it's one of those things that it, let's hope that with down at Lincoln Financial Field, I know they're going to put in the mask in place, just like they said in Ray J here. You know, they're letting everybody be responsible right now. But we know everything changes by the minute. And I forgot who, I think it was Atlanta. One of the teams, there was only one NFL team that was completely fully vaccinated. And they just Correct. started like around the Falcons. Yeah, it was around 6.30 tonight where they actually, uh, they talked about it. There's Mark. Came out in the news today. Uh, Mark says also, yeah, that's true. He did say the Bucks won't repeat. Uh, I left him just too difficult. And that is true. He did say that. I said that they would. Mark said that uh, that they wouldn't. And Bill says, Angel, what's up? You swung that crazy talk. <laughs> Listen, it's Bill, it's not it's not crazy talk. Listen, it, it's you gotta understand something. It's we've seen this team do better. To look from what happened when Doug first got here and the collapse that ended up happening. Okay, it's gotta get better. I believe wholeheartedly. Even though, yes, Nick is a young, obviously, head coach. He's got different pieces to work with. We're talking about second-year wide receivers. You know, to me, it's one of those things that I think somehow or another, they end up squeezing away nine wins. Bill says uh, six, seven wins next year is when it, when it turns around. Now, Bill, I will agree that come, obviously, come, what, 2022, things will turn around. But for some odd reason, I'm still feeling that the Eagles can pull off a nine-win season. And, and I could be wrong, but I, I think they start on their skid. And end up making their stride afterwards. So I don't know how you guys feel about it here. And by the way, if you guys are just tuning in, thanks for tuning in tonight. We are live from the LG Direct Sales Solutions Studio here in Tampa, Florida. Fuji, my co-host there in Philadelphia, along with Ryan Neff, who's out in suburbia, out in the wilderness, <laughs> enjoying the lands and trees and what the wind brings in. But thanks for tuning in. What? Living a dream. Yes, exactly. And speaking about living a dream. I, I have one question. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to ask there to uh, Mr. Neff. He is an aficionado of a certain degree. And Mr. Neff, <laughs> if you had to buy your cigar, where would you get your cigar from? That would be Goose's Cigar Lounge and Tobacconist. That is exactly right, sir. At 250 West Ridge Pike, it is Goose's Monte Cristo Lounge and Tobacconist out there in Limerick, Pennsylvania. By the way, you guys, if you have not been out there or checked out the website at CigarGoose.com, check it out. 
They have tons of different cigars. They also have vaping products, and you must be over what? Anybody? 18. 18. No, 21. 21. That's right. So make sure you go out there and visit cigargoose.com with our special partnership. And by the way, there's soon to be a retro sports talk with Goose's Goat coming up here in August. Stay tuned for those details. I will release them soon, and we will be making an appearance with Goose. And along with that, before I forget, now, we've been talking about September 12th being the date going up to Goose's Lounge, to the studio. And we can't wait to get up there, but that could be moved to September 19th as well. Understand, as things are changing, as times are changing, we got to adjust to certain schedules. So hopefully things won't get shut down, but there's going to be two dates in range. 12th, 19th, as it gets a little bit closer, we'll give you a little more information. But we can't wait to get up to Goose's Pond Studio. It is looking absolutely fantastic. Thanks to Robert Goose. Uh, also, uh, Dr. Boone, who's going to be a part of Retro Sports Talk. So we can't wait to get up there to Liverpool, Pennsylvania, and get the whole gang together. It's going to be a lot of fun. If it is the 19th, there's going to be minus one person, but it's okay because we'll have them live from Lincoln Financial Field. But it's okay. We make things work around here because that's what we do here at Broad Street South. You mean, you mean Ducky Nicolese, he'll be at Lincoln Financial Field? Yes. Bill says, question for you guys, uh, the rookie quarterbacks, who succeeds this year, if any? Fuge. No, I'll let you go first. He's before beauty. Uh, I know everyone's high on Fields. I don't think Fields is going to start. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to surprise a lot of people this year. I really yeah, do. No. Now, the, te- the, te- the team overall will probably struggle. But I think Trevor has a good year. I, I'm tired of hearing about Zach Wilson. I'm tired of hearing about Justin Fields. Um, they all have to play. And who knows? Zach Wilson is going to start for the Jets. Trevor Lawrence is going to start for the Jags. Eventually, some of these other guys may get it in, you know, barring whatever, you know, whatever situations are going to go on. I don't know. But I just think that I think Trevor has the best season out of all of them. No, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, you're playing in the division with probably the team to be in that division right now would be the Titans. I mean, Houston is a dumpster fire. The Colts, you don't know what you're getting. Who am I missing in that division? Tennessee. No, I said Tennessee's hands down. Yeah. The winner of that division. Yeah, Tennessee, Indy, and Houston. That's it. And well, yeah, Houston. Houston's a dumpster fire right now. Yep. Who knows? Trevor Lawrence could beat Houston both times. <laughs> you never know. Listen, it's not happening right now. From what it looks like, that so far Trevor Lawrence is of Trevor Lawrence still from college, and and granted, it's like everything else. He has he has to adjust and adapt. But also, game one, week one for Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence did not impress a whole bunch of people either. Now, they've had practice this Come week. On. Who knows what's going to happen? I don't follow them that closely. Sunshine. Come on, everybody <laughs> loves sunshine. <laughs> but it doesn't matter to me. I, I and I know that Ryan says that he he's tired of hearing about it. No offense, but I think Justin Fields will be your breakout rookie quarterback to answer Bill's question uh, this hey, season. So and, and, again, all of us could be – we could be wrong because who knows? It could be someone who was picked in the later rounds that comes out of nowhere and decides to win it all. But for me, if I had a bet right now, I would think Justin Fields would be a rookie of the year. And here comes the dead zone. <laughs> no, I just – look, just – Justin would have to go up against Green Bay twice. Let's just say he starts. He's got to go up against Green Bay twice. Minnesota's no picnic. I mean, Detroit is Detroit. You know, let's and I and I haven't had the privilege of looking at the Bears' entire schedule, but oh, look, all all of these guys are going to struggle, Angel, because they're going to come up against top-notch defenses. Right. And as the season goes on, right. more and more teams are going to gather tape on all their tendencies. I'm not saying. Justin Fields can't be a good quarterback. I'm not saying that. I'm just thinking this particular year, Trevor, unless Trevor Lawrence gets hurt, he is going to play the entire season. 
What about, not to cut you off, what about Trey Lance? Nobody brought him to the table. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy, yeah that's true. Good point. Good Jimmy point. G will start and let you, if, you know, unless Jimmy G gets hurt again, which again he has a propensity to do. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Trey Lance will. <laughs> I don't think Trey Lance will see the field unless Jimmy G gets hurt. <laughs> yeah, Joey B comes in at the very end here and just knocks it around the park. One, two, three. So, <laughs> what's up, Joey out there, in Colorado? <laughs> hey, Joey. By the way, since you just tuned in. What do you think your Denver Broncos would end up doing out there? So I just just out of curiosity, I'd like to know and see what, what he's a Giants see. fan. I know, but he lives in Colorado. He probably gets a little so, more insight. Just uh, that makes you a Tampa fan. Dan from Philly, right? You're a Tampa fan. Ah, you walked in them. Excuse me, Joey, for cutting you off there. <laughs> It's a soap opera, according to uh, what Joey's saying. And Bill said, uh, great show, guys. As always, have to go receiving phone call. No problem. Thanks, thanks, Bill, for uh, tuning in tonight. We really appreciate the comments. Whoever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whoever's calling in. huh? Uh, Bridgewater and Locke, uh, neck and neck, as we just talked about. We just brought up, uh, brought him up here. So, and listen, who knows? Teddy Bridgewater could also resurrect his, uh, you know, his career. He, he, I don't think Carolina was the best fit for Teddy Bridgewater uh, for for more than obvious reasons as they're still rebuilding over there. But who knows? It could happen in Denver. I mean, Denver is on, on the upside for sure. So we'll see. Tom says, good show uh, tonight, guys. Thank you, Tom, for tuning in as well. Um, what was – there was another thing that I wanted to bring up as well. And now I forgot as we're talking about all these different – oh, by the way, congratulations. Two things, actually. One is – Congratulations to Harold Carmichael for finally making the Hall of Fame. Waited so long to get in, and is finally in. That is absolutely phenomenal. Man was so patient. He had. If you guys don't, if you haven't seen the video and or the interview on AffiliateEagles.com, check it out with Dave Spadaro. It is. I mean, it it'll touch you. Truthfully, it, I mean, it's it's heartwarming. The things that he says, and for how long he had to wait for him to finally be in the Hall of Fame. Hats off to Harold Carmichael. And along with that, Trey Thomas and John Runyon are being placed in or enshrined in the Eagles Hall of Fame October 14th, if I remember correctly. Trey made a video about it. He said he's really excited. He wanted to be up there that weekend when they made the uh, the decision. But it's good to see those two guys as well being inducted into the Hall of Fame. And by the way, so that everyone knows, Fuji will be the first fan ever to be inducted into the Eagles ring of honor. I called Howie Roseman. I told him how much he absolutely <laughs> loves him. And he said, he's going to have no problem putting you up there into the ring hall of fame. So uh, congratulations to our own video. Uh, uh, <laughs> Joey basis, Fuji about splurge on a new hair products for a 2021 season. <laughs> Never change, change your oil every 3000 miles. There you go. That's olive oil. <laughs> Right from the Godfather, right from Coralie Sicily. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, that's true, Joey. How about Tebow getting cut? Good riddance. Yeah, that- good riddance. Hey, I people need to get off of Tebow already. I mean, I'm not saying it because I'm a Florida Gator fan. Look, the guy, <laughs> the, the guy was an NFL quarterback for a while, even though he didn't have an arm. He went to pursue his baseball dream. Of course, it didn't pan out. And look. You know, they, they brought him in for a shot, and he went for it, and unfortunately, it didn't pan out. But you got to give the guy credit for just keep, keep keeping on pursuing and pursuing and pursuing, and, you know, let lesser guys would have flipped their lid or, oh, my God, or whatnot, and he just he just keeps his eyes forward and just keeps going. That's true. I, I want to show here before we end up uh... – Leaving the show here kind of in a couple of minutes. And there's another person as well that I want to mention. And, and I did see the tweet. Thank you, Sean Salisbury, for liking the tweet here. Um, Sean, well, you know what? Yeah, let me say it before I end up playing the video. Sean Salisbury, great friend of the show here. Uh, every morning, as as much as I try to remember, uh, one is to obviously tune into a show. Great show, you guys. If you want to listen to it, Sean's very show, Sean Salisbury show. Good Lord, tongue-tied tonight. On Sports Talk 790, from 6 to 10 a.m. Central Time, and Fuji somehow another mysteriously disappeared. We hope, pretty sure, it'll come right back. So, Sean Salisbury, Sports Talk 790. If you guys want to tune in from 6 to 10 a.m. Central Time, not Eastern Time. If you listen to it on Eastern Time, it starts at 7 o'clock in the morning, Central Time at 6 in the morning. 
So if you guys want to listen in to Sean Salisbury, followed by Andy Kalu on Sports Talk 790, please do so. But Sean Salisbury had just released on his Twitter account not too long ago that they're ramping up the show a little bit so there'll be more interaction. Come September, he's going to add some Facebook in there so that the, you'll be able to, I guess, view the show live and interact a lot more with Sean as much as they do on the phone. So take a look for that. Sean, Sean Salisbury. You know what? I'm just going to take my tongue and just shave it and see if it'll make it a lot better because, boy, oh, boy, am I screwing that one up tonight. The Sean Salisbury Show, Sports Talk 790. And uh, make sure you guys take him a look. He's a great guy. He's a lot of fun, and he speaks from the heart. So uh, kudos to him as he's ramping up the show a lot more here uh, in Houston. So he is in the Houston area by you guys. Uh, you guys. You know, he used to be on ESPN before, but now he's over on Houston Radio. Does a phenomenal job. Along with him, great Andy Clue and Big Sarge. But, uh, yeah, he does put on a good show in the morning from 6 to 10. So uh, let's do those guys. And let's not forget also, too, here locally, Mark Farzetta and The Middle Show. Great shows. It's so hard to kind of balance all the shows in between. But all those guys do a great job. So kudos to Mark Farzetta and The Middle Show. All those guys do a fantastic job. But I want a show, which was kind of surprising last week, from the Steelers game. This breakout play that I think a lot of us didn't even see coming. He places on having a bet who has that experience to the outside they're going for the speed and Watkins has it no one's gonna catch him 79 yards for the touchdown yeah so let's see that week one yeah Hey, hey, let's we're, we're getting the wide receivers back. That's a good thing. We're getting healthy wide receivers back. This team's still building. Obviously, we know that there's you know, we still have rookies here. We have guys that are still inexperienced, but you know what? They're doing the right thing. I I like the chemistry that Nick is putting together with this squad. And I, I think it'd be again nothing but up when it comes to the 2021 season. We shall see as all these cases and all this other stuff comes around. But let's hope the Eagles are on the up and up. Joey says. Uh, he tried to respect him, but got to move on with life. He's talking about, of course, uh, Tim Tebow. Uh, love the new lightning in Angel's office, or the lighting. Sorry, not lightning. The lighting. Uh, well done, Debbie, in the other room. Yes, Debbie over there in Studio B, always behind the scenes. And last week, actually, I gave her a break, so I went behind the behind the glass here and gave uh, my beautiful girlfriend the, the night off, so she enjoyed it. And I think she got pampered that night. I'm not too sure exactly what ended up having. Got nails and other stuff done, but... Thanks to Joey, always remembering about uh, Debbie, and uh, he follows it up with, uh, looks like he's got Miami Vice episode. Looks <laughs> sharp. <laughs> Rocket and Tubbs. Thanks, Joey. Now, I had to do a little upgrade here to the studio, and so that's why last <coughs> week uh, some things kind of fell apart, and so we had to make sure we tightened it up before the season started. So normally behind me, it would be Broad Street Blue, but because we are talking Eagles tonight, it is Eagle Green behind me, yeah. not you know Tampa you, Bay Red, as someone would like to say. Yes, you know what? You should play the My, the Miami Voice uh, theme song. I have Sonny Crockett and Ricardo Tubbs. There you go. I'll find it. I'll play it. For, I'll make sure I'll do so. That should be your entrance song now. Now that you're in Miami and not Tampa, is that what it is? Okay, I'll make sure yeah. to do it then. <laughs> <All right. laughs> It'll work. <laughs> It'll work. <laughs> But listen, we're coming up on the hour that we know. And by the way, this Thursday, there will not be a show this Thursday. One is because there is preseason football, which normally we come in at 8 o'clock. The game will be on. And I'm quite sure a lot of us will be tuned into the game. So it's kind of hard to overlap the show with the game because everyone will be more tuned in. Let's be you know honest here. There'll be a lot more people tuned in. And we thank everyone for tuning into our show. But we also know there's going to be a lot of people tuned into the Eagles game week number two game number two and it's gonna be exciting to see what happens this week with nick as he's getting his guys ramped up also you guys don't forget and and we would appreciate it as i will bring up here the screen All right one thing that we absolutely thank you guys for again is the love and support but also while you're there check out broadstreetsouth.com we really would appreciate it if you guys end up going over to the website we between our home screen here will show you all the episodes. And yes, as you can see, we're live down here at the bottom as I talk about every single week. So you can see that we are live from our website. Also, you can take a look at our other episodes. And if you guys want to get a good laugh, take a look when it all first started at week one last year. So if you want to take a look of where it was to where we are now and, and in our second season, our full season of Broad Street South, 
take a look and, and you'll, end up, you'll get a chuckle here and there. <laughs> Along with that, if you go in the middle there, you'll see the articles. And that's by our young beat writer, Nick Lisi. Tonight, he can't make it because it is full swing back from up there in Clemson University. And we hope he's enjoying his night. You know, he has studies to get to. And that is a lot important for us here at Broad Street South to make sure our young Nick Lisi takes care of business here over there at Clemson. Also, don't forget that we do have a store. If you do click on that looks like a house there, it will take you to broadstreetsouth.store and check out all of our merchandise that we have out there. We're going to update it a little bit later on. Everybody I know is requesting hats. I will try and get them updated as much as I can. The problem is when you're setting up a website, when it comes to hats especially, if you don't get the right colors in, unfortunately, they can't make it. So I have someone working on a logo at least for the hat so we can get the hats released. So, But please, by all means, check out broadstreetsouth.store while you're there. And in all the RSS feeds, and you guys can follow us here on iHeart, Amazon Music, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. And by the way, if you guys don't mind to liking and subscribing to the YouTube page, because as Facebook changes, so may possibly our show. So always, by all means, look at BroadStreetSouth.com or BroadStreetSouth, sorry, on YouTube. You'll find it and subscribe while you're there. It doesn't cost you anything. It's free. And by the way, we don't make any money from it either because we don't have millions upon millions of followers. So we just do it because we love to do this. What we do, we do it for free and we have fun along with it. Also, we'd like to thank our special sponsors. I guess, like we said before, with Goose and Mighty Crystal, the special partnership with him, we can't wait to get up there in September to visit him. If you guys click on his website on the link, it will take you out to CigarGoose.com where you can find all the latest and greatest cigars out there that Goose has available, along with the same way with Big Sarge, another special partnership here with the show, Big Sarge, who is on with Andy Kalu on Sports Talk 790. Please, by all means, check them out in the Houston area, BigSargeSports.com. He puts on some fantastic shows. You guys, check out his podcast. That man is about as blunt as you can get, just like Sean Salisbury, but he makes it so much fun. Also, check out his tweets, Big Sarge, on Twitter, he has a lot of fun with Big Sarge Media and constantly just tweeting stuff. And it's, I mean, it's just, I, I can't say enough about it. It's just a lot of fun. Also, don't forget about LG Direct Sales Solutions. Man, well, it says that it can't load it up. Well, doesn't that make me look ridiculous? Let me okay. make you look. Want me to answer that? Shut up. <laughs> no one here from Peanut Gallery. No, anyways, lgdirect.net. If you guys click on the on the website there, it will take you to the credit card solution. So if you are in the Tampa and or Philly area and you are looking for brand new equipment or to update what you currently have, reach out to Larry Gilman, lgdirect.net for anything as far as your credit solutions needs. Am I missing a joke somewhere? Nah, no. Smart ass that I am. Nah. Also, don't forget about Tampa Joe's here at 9316. Anderson Road in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> That's the home of the Philly of the South. You can see below in there, it is the official fan club of Broad Street South. Mike Klein, I can't thank him enough as well, with connecting with us. The 26th year, he is the official president there of Philly of the South. By all means, you guys, when the season starts, and if you live here in the Tampa area or you're coming to visit from anywhere, whether it's California, Philly, anywhere in the world, go to Tampa Joe's. We will be there on Sundays as long as the games are televised. So visit tampajoes.com. For any food, fun, excitement, TampaJoes.com, along with Philly of the South, they are on Facebook. So thank you for everyone tuning in tonight. We do appreciate it. I don't know what the joke was, but I'm pretty sure I'll hear about it as soon as the show is over. But it's okay because things do happen. Uh, everyone. No joke. It wasn't a joke. I know. I, I <laughs> no kid. Joke. I kid. He's, I just, he's just being a. Smart he's just guy. being a veto. He's just being a veto. That's all he's doing. It happens. The fire right. veto. What is it? What's a Vita? <laughs> Clarify, please. Dude, I'll tell you. So, one of these days, you sit back in your chair, you put the arms up on the rest, you cross your legs, and then Angel can play the Godfather music. <laughs> it don't, it don't happen. It, it may happen. Matter of fact, I, I don't remember. I'll have to. Matter of fact, next time I have to bring it up. Because that, that's it. The De Niro mustache is. A young Vito Corleone. Yeah, you, know, you, you have to do. You need to do the De Niro face before we roll out of here. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you made me laugh. I can't do. It. <laughs> there you go. Screw me up when I'm not. So listen, next week we'll be on next Tuesday, and then maybe that following Thursday. But of course, it is the third preseason game for the Eagles, so we will return back uh, before the actual season starts. 
Also, uh, Jordan Spector, who missed the show from last week that he was supposed to be on, uh, he will be on in September. He was out of country. And when you're out of country, sometimes you tend to forget the time zones. So Jordan Spector will be on with us here in September coming up. And also coming up here within the next week or two, we will have Derek Gunn back on the show. That should be a lot of fun because a great friend of ours, we've had so much fun with him the last time. And I'll have to come up with something new because the last time he was on the show, I do remember that I put out the cruise ship. That wasn't going to go out until 2024, I think. And ironically, who knows? But the way things are going right now, cruise ship might even leave. You had one fully vaccinated in Texas. How did that work out for you guys? Just saying. No, Just saying. no cruise is going out these days. Yeah. Just the way it works. So anyways, I don't know. Just the way it happens. So anyways, for my producer, Debbie over in Studio B, for my co-host, Mike Fuji, also known as Vito Corleone, out there in Philadelphia <laughs> and in suburbia, the national correspondent, Ryan Neff. I'm Angel. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight, episode 73. We will see you next Tuesday. Remember, this Thursday, we will not have a show. We will see you next Tuesday. Enjoy the rest of your week. Be safe. Take care of each other. Stay positive, And we'll see you next Tuesday. Good birth.